You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Teddy Disco at the top of the lane leads the way. Dazzle me, right line, and he's going to make a race of it here. Teddy Disco swings in, leading narrowly. Dazzle me is a big danger. Misty Creek third, then Chamonix, better than Popsy. Teddy Disco in for the fight. Knuckles down, scores. Teddy Disco, Teddy Disco, dazzle me. Misty Creek, We know Chamonix, he's a quality than... horse from Queensland. He turns up at Menangle on Saturday night. I wonder if Chris Barsby and Darren Clayton give the horse a chance in the Powerface Adios Classic, which is race four. Teddy Disco's number eight. Good morning, Chris. Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. What are you thinking in that race, race four? Group three. Yeah, I, I think he's a chance of qualifying for the Chariots of Fire. He's got to run top four. Uh, he's a high-quality horse. He's performed well at Menangle previously. I see no reason why he can't qualify for the Chariots of Fire. So I'm expecting a top four finish tomorrow night. Of course, catch a wave. We know about him. He's a brilliant speedster, but an awkward draw. Yeah, and first time racing outside of his home state. So he goes to Sydney. He's got to take on Menangle for the first time, and he's drawn a, a wide draw. Most are probably mapping him to go forward, maybe even to find the lead. He comes off that victory last time out at Melton in the 1,200-metre race. But... Um, it's going to be a challenge, no doubt, but he's a high-quality horse, proven Group 1 performer, so he's the horse to beat, but he's not past the post by any means. All right, Darren Clayton is with us. I know your first guest is on standby, but Darren, just a quick summary of the power face, Adios. Yeah, I, I certainly think uh, Teddy Disco can qualify, Steve. I think he's got the right credentials, and, you know, he was third in the Breeders' Challenge last year behind Leap to Fame, not too far away. So, um, yeah, certainly think he can qualify, and best of luck to Sean Grimsey and Nathan Dawson. Chris, our first guest is with us now. Yeah, I want to chat this morning with Jerome Neuenberg. Uh, we spoke with Jerome fresh into the new year because he was just about to uh, unleash or unveil his new venture, which is sulky.app it's all about the sulky sectionals it's a great new tool for harness racing those that like to invest on harness racing so i just wanted to get jerome on just for a bit of an update jerome good morning chris and darren how are you very well how's it all going it's going really good at the moment uh, we've got plenty of subscriptions obviously we're still in the growth phase and we're establishing relationships but we're happy with the way things are going um, Great coverage last that, week. Big coverage during the uh, the Hunter Cup night. Uh, it, it was great to see all that information up on the screen. Yeah, dot app can provide a whole raft of information, but in terms of the really appeal, appealing metric out there, the ratings they they were a really big hit. And um, I think five races were profiled, and it picked three winners in two seconds. And and uh, it was a particularly gratifying to pick the winner of Honolulu Bay. Because, um, yeah, I think in some places it was $9 early and it was crunched in late. So maybe some uh, sulky subscribers got a little bit of value there. Jerome, did you pick that horse because you knew there would be pressure in the race? Like that turned out, obviously, it suited those horses sitting back? I initially thought it might have a crack for, crack for the lead and I... To be honest, if it did that, I would have assessed it as like a two-to-one favourite. But learning that it would go back, I was a little bit more hesitant. But um, I think from my perspective, I don't want to not copy that, but um, I think it hasn't had a rating 
in the sub 150s too often. And um, having seen the 147-ish rating from Honolulu Bay, it just convinced me that um, he, he had enough to sort of uh, get the job done. Captain Ravishing, can you fire Chris up? Yes, I've done a bit of analysis um, with Captain Ravishing. He's a very, obviously, everybody knows he's an exciting horse. But um, I've done a little bit of a comparison with um, Captain Ravishing and Leap to Fame. Um, you ready, Chris? Basically, I see a lot of ratings of our sub-150 for Captain Ravishing with the best of around 147.9. Um, what stands out about Captain Ravishing is, is he can peel off quarters of close to 25 at will, which is incredible. Having said that, Leap to Fame has got about four or five other ratings, which are sub 150. Um, and my analysis would be that there's about a half a second between them. And from that perspective, I think if they were to meet in a race, the best draw wins. Captain Ravishing has some chance of beating Leap to Fame coming from behind him, but Leap to Fame certainly has got a slight you know, strength edge, but um, I think Captain Ravishing would beat Leap to Fame more times than not. Okay, okay. It'd be a fascinating contest when they meet again. Yeah, I think uh, if it was in the Blacks of Fake, like in a really tough grind of race, I'd probably like to have my own money on Leap to Fame, but if it was the Sunshine Sprint, it would be Captain Ravishing. But uh, it's certainly exciting times if they come here. And I also like the, the prospect of horses like Akuta and, um, and Catch a Wave coming here. If that happened with the uh, Rising Sun, wouldn't that be exciting if you had those four in the race? Yeah, absolutely. So speaking about Captain Ravishing and, and Catch a Wave, he starts tomorrow night, Catch a Wave, and we'll talk about this, the, uh, the pale face, Adios. How does he rate, according to your data, tomorrow night, Catch a Wave? Catch a Wave has had a lot of ratings around the 150. Um, he's a very exciting horse. He's got the speed edge on the rest of the field. But having said that, I'm not comfortable that he has been breaking 150 often enough. Um, he's certainly a brilliant horse, and if I, if you allow me, I'll, I'll do the gate speed ranking first. But I've got can't find a better man trying to head off invitation only early, um, and I sense there might be a bit of a battle between those two. Um, invitation only will improve a hell of a lot on, on its first up run. And if there's a bit of a battle early between those two, catch a wave will have to be stuck out there a little bit longer than what we would like. Um, they can't find a better man and catch a wave if if they get to the front. And early, I think it'll be a Quinella between the two. But if there's any battle early, there's a lot of swoopers out there that, that will come into it. And um, there's four or five that I really like as a, as a sweeper chances. And interestingly enough, I think Teddy Disco has got a chance of running the top four if it's driven cold early. Um, I especially like Rip. It's, um, we all know that it can go run a blinder first up, and I think it'll run a really good race. I, I 
I'm sort of not really keen on can't find, can't, can't find a better man. Um, it's rating has been a little bit weak um, to really justify a short price in this race. Um, but yeah, certainly I think Catch a Wave is is um, virtually a certainty to lead eventually, and it should be favourite. But um, I think there's a few roughies that <coughs> roughies out there that that will. Um, Probably get, be getting getting past. Can't find a better man uh, down the straight. Okay, so you'd be able to find a few roughies with all that data that you're analysing there. And uh, Honolulu Bay is a great example. Not that he was a roughie, but he was certainly good value. But uh, there's value to be found. Bottom line. Yes, um, quite often you find the best rater that can be twenty or thirty to one. But I've found that you've really got to map do the speed maps, obviously, and it can be between one and three seconds difference that you've got to make adjustments for with a bad draw. So, yeah, yeah if you can find a, a passage for, for a nice uh, roughie that's rated well in the race, you can quite often find um, really nice price winners. So, um, yeah. so, Jerome, with Catch a Wave, the awkward draw, if he drew off the front there one or two, would he be odds on? Um, I, I'm still a little bit concerned that if he works a little bit hard, that he could be vulnerable in the end. Like I, I do see more so than um, a lot of tipsters that there's a chance for a roughie getting up in this race, uh, only because it hasn't um, had a rating too often below 150. Um, having said that, it, it's been racing in those hot shot one lap races. And it's really hard to get a guide on its recent form, but I have a feeling that its recent two or three starts have been a little bit um, in advance of what he had been rating previously. So I'm a little bit uncertain about catch a wave, um, but yes, I, I would I would think he would be like um, a two thirty shot if he drew uh, two or three or four, but I think he's more like a two sixty two seventy shot um, out wide. Um, I, I think there's a good chance that it'll be a, a bit of a battle between invitation only and can't find a better man early. And that, that, that could rub off and, and give us hope that a roughie will win. Okay. At this early stage, Duran, like the, the field's yet to be finalised for the Chariots of Fire. We know pretty much half the field's been picked. How... How far in front of his rivals would Captain Ravishing be rating right now? Is he is he just going to rate off the charts next week for the Chariots? I think he is rating, for example, 40 metres better than Can't Find a Better Man. I think he's rating about 30 metres better than Invitation Only. Um, I think he's rating about 15 to 20 metres better than Catch Away. The horse is an absolute superstar, and I think it only has to draw well to be probably a six to four favourite now to win it. Well, it's going to be fascinating. They're big numbers, no doubt about it. So, sulky.app, that's where we find more information. If you're a keen harness racing follower and want to delve into the form a little deeper, sulky.app, that's where we find the uh, the site. Yep. I'd just like to really quickly, that's correct, uh, Chris. Thanks. I'd like to thank. Uh, HRB for their support and I'd like to also thank uh, yourself and Albion Park because they're, they're really helping us along with race names and all that um, and the virtual signs 
um, I'd like to just express some appreciation that all of the support that we're getting around Australia. But yeah, the, the Brad Steele and Albion Park and the guys up at HRV are really, um, we're quite grateful about that. Um, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Really appreciate it, Jerome. Continued success with the, uh, the app and uh, it's all about finding winners and uh, creating turnover. And that's what we're doing with Selkie.app. Really appreciate the time. Thanks so much for that, Chris and Darren. There's Jerome Newenberg joining us. So there you go, Steve. Uh, your guy. He's uh, he's a rating uh, a ratings bonanza result there. Captain Ravishing rates better than Leap to Fame. He's meters and miles in front of all of his rivals next week in the Chariots of Fire. So. The ball is in your court. Imagine how long it takes to do these meetings with that sort of data. It'd take forever, wouldn't yeah. it? You know? Yeah. Weighing all that but up. Is, is that what punters want now? They want the data. They, they want to read it. They want to see it and come up with their own sort of conclusions. Is that what we're sort of looking at now? Oh, I think so. I think everyone agrees. Yeah. You know, I know Ryan does a lot of form. So does Darren yourself. So, yeah, and then you can punters can make up their minds. But, yeah, you've got to have learned information, haven't you? You know, key information. Mm. Just guessing. I, I, um, I think that's why sort of some of the US sports have such high turnover on wagering as well because there's stats available for just about everything and you know you get that those stats and that data and be able to to put it all together and then like you say come up with your own decision it, it's an informed decision you're not just betting blind exactly Ryan was blowing up yesterday wasn't he Chris good morning <laughs> Ryan good morning Morning, Chris. Morning, guys. Did, did any of that information just then with Jerome shock you or surprise you with uh, Captain Ravishing, but also with that pale face, Adios? And I'm keen to get your thoughts on that race, but did anything Jerome outlined there surprise you? Uh, no, Chris, not at all. I think um, to the eye, I think the data backs it up. Okay, so how do you see the pale face, Adios, tomorrow night? Um, yeah, I'm... Pretty keen that uh, Teddy Disco can run a race and qualify. I don't subscribe to the theory that they're just going to blast, catch a wave off the arm and look for the top. They've been driving him conservatively to start and coming with one run. I don't think tomorrow night will be his grand final. So I expect them just to find a position and then get into the race from the half. Um, $2-ish looks rock, spot, rock bottom at the moment for catch a wave. So, yeah, just sit tight and we'll see how the race pans out. Okay, well, just looking at the market with Tad, invitation only at six, Mr. Ibiza at 31. He's a son of a gun, eight. Muscled Bart, 100 to one. Interest-free, 17. Can't find a better man, 360. My Alderman Byron, 81. Teddy Disco, 51. Blazing Banner, 81. He's Charlie's Angel, 71. Catch a wave, $2 and a rip at $17. What would you consider to be a fair price for catch a wave here? Uh, I think Jerome got it spot on. I think 260, 270 would be a, a great price. Okay. Well, he opened 270 and he's now $2. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, good shopping to those who got it. Okay. Uh, what about Rip? He's uh, an intriguing horse, dual group one winner, uh, blessed with so much talent, but he's been plagued by bad draws. $26 was first bet. He's now trading at 17 is he, well, he's always a factor in any race that he goes around, but do you sort of give him a chance here in this race? Chris, no, no. What if he produced last week? They went back. He didn't run on. Um, he might have had his heart broken by Captain Ravishing two starts ago. Okay. 
What about the others? Invitation only. First go at Menangle. Can't find a better man. Impressive scoring last time out. He's a son of a gun. Comes up after chasing home Captain Ravishing. Do you give them any sort of winning hope? I think they all have a, a decent knockout hope if luck in running goes their way. I think there will be really good early speed. Invitation only led last start. He's a son of a gun. Can ping off the arm. And I'm quite sure Luke will be getting forward on. Can't find a better man. So I think it'll be pretty hot early. And those drawn wide will just look to find a position. Yeah, great race. Okay. Hey, Darren, with Teddy Disco in this race tomorrow night, I'm just waiting to hear back from Sean. I just flicked him a quick message. He went around open bridle when he won last time out. And some were saying he wasn't impressive because he didn't beat Dazzle Me by a good margin. But I think they might make a gear change. I think the hood might go back on tomorrow night. So I'm just waiting for Sean to, to confirm that. But... Uh, It'll be different if he's got the hood back on because uh, he's pretty much carried that piece of gear all the way through his career. So if it goes back on tomorrow night, I'm expecting he'll be quite sharp. Yeah, you'd expect that would sharpen him up quite noticeably. Like you say, he was out in front there. Probably, um, you know, off the back of his first up run, just didn't go to plan there. He got held up. He was locked away on the fence and never got out. So um, he made the most of that draw second up and got to the front. Dazzle me, he's a he's a, a nice horse in his own right and a really good off a helmet. So um, he was still able to hold on by a head. I think once he actually saw Dazzle me coming, he sort of knuckled down again. Probably just a case that um, you know he needed to get up outside him again before he got going. So that hood will certainly uh, keep him keep his mind on the job. You would expect. Mm. Uh, Ryan, just to, to be clear, uh, are you Captain Ravishing or, or Leap to Fame as it stands right now? Um, I'm both, Chris. I don't think you need to be <laughs> one in the other camp. I think, uh, yeah. you know, splitting splitting them into two types and trying to cheer for one. You know, I, I love the sport. I love both horses. Um, draws, distance, setup will sway my opinion and in any given race going forward. Okay. Rivalry is good, though. Hey, I want to ask about race six tomorrow night at Menangle, the uh, Sebelia Stakes. This race for the mares, and it's an all-important lead-up for the Queen Elizabeth, the uh, the old ladyship mile. Little Bliss, 18. Brave Kelly, 210. Fairy Tinkerbell, 16. Yarraman Bella, 81. BK Sly, 26. Madrid, 550. Stylish Memphis, 260. Tangoing with Sierra, 41. Captain Me, 71. Orchid Stride, 61. Delightful Angel, 51. Total Diva, 71. Who wins this race, Ryan, and why? I think Jack Trainer has this race at his mercy, which is what the fixed dog market tells us. So it's Bravey Kelly and Stylish Memphis. Um, very difficult to split. Whoever gets the best run in transit will be winning. I expect uh, Fairy Tinkerbell will probably blast off the arm and look to take it up. And then the two trainer runners will get forward and try and dominate the map. Um, hard to split. Not really sure. Um, if you're playing multis, maybe just pop them in the place at sort of the dollar twenty mark. Okay. Were you surprised, or are you surprised, that Brady Kelly is favourite over Stylish Memphis? They opened 240 each of two, and there's been support for Brady Kelly. Memphis has been a little easy. Well, she just has a better barrier, Chris, so that, I think, explains what's happened there. Okay. Well, that is race number six tomorrow night. What about race number five? Uh, this trot race, and I think this is going to be a very competitive race as well, race number five. This is the Bay Johnny. Uh, the favourite here in this race, uh, we go down towards the bottom, Credit Master. 
We know this horse well. Uh, he's a performer here in Queensland previously for Matty Craven. He's fresh up, but this horse does perform fresh. So any expectations here for this race, Ryan? Yeah, I think Credit Master, um, he's had an interesting prep for this. He seems to go really well on the big deck at Menangle. He had one trial um, that didn't go to plan. He galloped down the back straight on a real sloshy type of surface. I think he'll jump favourite, but I certainly think he'll drift in the market. I give the Queensland horse Van Sank a really good hope. Um, he seems to be flying, might even be in career best form. If Adam Sanderson can get him covered up and come with one run, I think they'll know he's in the race. OK, Van Sank currently $5 to win, $1.55 the place. Speaking of uh, Team Raboki, Shannon Price, Scott Miller. Sure thing, Captain, goes around in the last race here tomorrow night at Menangle. It's a good quality lineup as well, as you would expect, with the, uh, the Derby heats two weeks away. He's a dollar eighty-five. Darren, I'll ask you first. Uh, are you surprised, or is that good shopping? A dollar eighty-five, sure thing, Captain. Last time, Group Two winner. Oh, I, I think the fact of how he won that Simpson Sprint probably um, justifies him being short. I, perhaps maybe a little too short. I thought uh, the two Shane Sanderson runners that are drawn inside him, Dangerous and Catalpa Rescue. I think the market maybe just uh, not giving them as much of a uh, as respect as they deserve, especially um, Catalpa Rescue. It was a winner last start as well of the Caduceus Club Classic down in Melbourne, a group race in its own right. So, um, you know, first up at 2300 for sure thing captain as well. He's a very good horse. We'll find out, I guess, how good he is, and especially with the derby in mind where he steps up to that longer trip. Shannon Price mentioning yesterday she doesn't think it will be a concern, but... It's always a, you know, a little bit of a query in the back of your head when they step out for the first time over a longer trip. Okay, Ryan, any temptation? Is $1.85 good shopping? No, I think it's uh, short enough, Chris. If he gets out to two thirty, two forty, I think I'll be happy to have something on. But first time, 2300 barrier 8, yeah, I don't want to take odds on. Okay. What is your best bet at Menangle tomorrow night? Uh, Chris? Let's go to the free-for-all where we have Bondi Lockdown second up for Team McCarthy. He was really super in returning, got home in a 52-5 half a couple of weeks ago. He is pretty much equal second favourite for the Miracle Mile, so to justify that quote, he has to be taking care of these. I think uh, whether he goes forward or back, I think he'll take care of them. $1.75, uh, he's my best. Okay, so load up there with Bondi Lockdown. Just on that, right now, is, is he a chance? Is he a legitimate chance to knock off Captain Ravishing in the Miracle Mile? Oh, absolutely, yeah. He's, uh, he's top shelf, this horse, if he's right. Okay. It'll be interesting. Do you, do you expect him to go to Newcastle next week? Um, unsure. I think that is the current plan. Okay. That's that could be a really good race next week, the uh, the Newcastle Mile. Penny Tiger's going there. Better Eclipse likely to go there. BD Joe's being mentioned. Bondi Lockdown. That could be an absolute cracker next week. That will be a hot race and one not to miss. Okay, so Bondi Lockdown, your best. You delivered last week with that first race play last week. Is there anything else that we need to uh, focus on at Menangle? Uh, no, Bondi I'm really keen on and there's a few New Zealand horses that are first up for various different stables across the card. In race one there's no time like now. 
We also have in race three for the Morris team, Last Tango and Heaven. So, yeah, just going to be watching closely and see how they perform. Okay. Uh, the feature race coming through from Melton tomorrow night is the Night Pistol. Do you have any early thoughts on that race? Uh, that looks like a puzzle without an answer, Chris. Yeah, nothing from me there. All right. Let's focus on this free-for-all here at Albion Park tomorrow night. It comes through as race nine. We've got Mac Da Vinci Gate 1 going up against Black Sedance, who beat Mac Da Vinci last time they met, and then throwing the likes of Tommy Lincoln, who beat Black Sedance here last week. Governor Jujon, one of the forgotten stars of Queensland Harness Racing, he's first up, hasn't raced in over 12 months. He's had two recent trials, both of which were stand-start trials, but he won both. And then you've got a couple of handy types like Northview Hustler, Rock Bottom. This is going to be a good race, Darren. Oh, it, it's a great race. It might only be a small field of six, but, um, you know, it's chock-a-block full of quality there. And, um, yeah, really keen to see what Governor Jujon can do first up. He'll certainly um, take plenty of improvement. He's got nowhere to hide now. He's a, a free-for-all performer. So, um, you know, he'll, he'll certainly improve into his campaign. Mac Da Vinci... They're probably one and one for their last two starts. Mac Da Vinci, Black Sedance. Mac Da Vinci beat him in the Lord Mayor's Cup, which this distance is tomorrow night, the 2100. On that occasion, Mac Da Vinci led from gate five. Black Sedance, uh, he was wide off the gate from outside the second line. And then last time out in the Christmas Cup, they stepped it up to 2600. And Black Sedance, uh, too strong on that occasion, sitting outside Mac Da Vinci and putting him away. So not sure... Where, which way we read into this is going to be a great contest either way. I think early, early on, what happens? Mac Da Vinci's obviously uh, quick enough to hold the lead in the early stages. It's then whether Shane Graham wants to um, sort of have Blacks the dance to his outside, which will likely happen, or whether he's prepared to take a trail. But with if he takes a trail, there's probably nothing to give pressure. So um, Pete McMullen then controls the race. So I think. Shane Graham probably opts to go all the way, even though Mac Da Vinci first up here. But I do give him a good chance of knocking Black Sedance over. But I just think a little bit fitter, Black Sedance, and the fact that he probably, if he sits outside of him, he can probably put him away, or he can just force the issue and probably force his way to the front. Okay, so he went under last week, Black Sedance, at an odds on quote. We all basically labelled him last week, he came up short. In your opinion, Darren, were you surprised by the tactics last week uh, adopted by Pete McMullen with Black Sedans? Uh, we know how he's, he's generally driven in, in a similar sort of way. I just think that third quarter was just way too hard. Like, they've gone sub-27 down the back. Um, the fact then that he's outside him doing the work after he's, he's had to get around from gate 12 to get there... Um, you know, he probably thought he had a, had enough of an edge on Tommy Lincoln that he could get away with that. But uh, Tommy Lincoln, to his credit, was able to, to dig in for the fight and hold hold them all off. So um, he's worked his way back into a little bit of form. Tommy Lincoln, I think maybe if he had his time over, he might, might drive him a little bit differently. But, um, yeah, I think he took his shot and just come up short. OK. As it stands right now, Mac Da Vinci, 225. He's been rock solid. Black Sedan's rock solid. Open to $1.85. Remains $1.85. Northview Hustler. New stable tomorrow night. $41. Tommy Lincoln, 10. He's out from 8.50. Rock Bottom's the outsider, 126. And Governor Jew John, 7 out from 6. Ryan, break down the free-for-all here tomorrow night at the creek. 
Uh, Chris, I'm going to stick with Black Sedance. Um, I think Pete might take a shot for the front. And I'm thinking first up for well over a month, Mac Da Vinci might just be happy to sit on a helmet and from there they'll dominate the race. Back to the tactics last week. Well, Black Sedance nearly broke the track record for the 2100 metre um, race when Narissa drove him. So maybe Pete just didn't want to give him two gut busters in a row. So it was always... After the first 1,000 metres of going so slow, he was really never a winning hope. Um, tomorrow night, yeah, I think he'll take a shot for the front, a race in single file. And, yeah, it'll be it'll be pretty close on the line regardless of if Mac Da Vinci leads and Black Sedan's trails or vice versa. So another good free-for-all coming up. Yeah, too right. Uh, Darren, I'll ask this question. If Mac Da Vinci wins or if Black Sedan's wins, do you think... Uh, Either connections will consider a shot at the Newcastle Mile next Friday night. Uh, I think Blacks are dance. They certainly will. They they went down before for the Len Smith Mile and and come up short um, purely off a, off a wide gate in that. But they they certainly gave him a shot there, uh, especially his owner. Uh, John Polson, he lives down that way. Taree is a lot closer to um, Newcastle than it is to Albion Park, so I think they'd probably be certainly tempted to have a look. Mac Da Vinci probably in the same boat. Came back up to Shane Graham, and um, you know he's owned in Southern Interest, so you know that could be on the cards for him. In that uh, he has a he has a crack at that Newcastle mile, and then pushes on further south down into the sprint qualifiers, trying to get a, a start in the Miracle Mile. Yeah, it's a good race tomorrow night. Good battle, and there could be a, a fair bit at play uh, as far as long-term targets are concerned. Darren, we've got 10 of the best tomorrow night here at Ellabian Park. What's your best bet at the meeting? Yeah, a little bit later in the night, race eight, horse number seven, flight crew, finds a very winnable mare's uh, qualifier. This, this mare, she's in good form. Despite the fact she's drawn out in gate seven, that's owing to her own manners, but she's been able to win two of her past four. Uh, last last time out, a really good win when she got to the front. I can't see why she can't get to the front again in this race, and from there, she'll be too strong. Race eight, number seven, flight crew. Okay, is there anything else on the card tomorrow night that stands out or gets your attention? Yeah, just relying on a little bit of luck. I thought in race five, better than Popsy gets his chance again. Um, won a second division qualifier a few runs back. Took took uh, control on that occasion. Sent forward from gate six and was too strong. Then Teddy Disco, he cracked, cracked into him last time out, so it didn't quite work out. He would rely on a little bit of luck here, just following, hoping the one gets him to the passing lane. If that happens... Better than Popsy should be very hard to hold out. So five, eight, better than Popsy. Uh, yeah, and race eight, seven, flight crew. Okay. Doors as far as the deck. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, the, the dashboard, is that up and available now through the Yaki website? Yeah, we've got that going. Um, got the best bet there. Um, Scarlet Babe, I think she can bounce back this week. She had to take on Open Company first up. That was a big ask, so she's certainly well-placed. Yep, got Chooks. I think he's a good chance in race six. We've got the quaddy numbers. Driver to follow. Um, I think Pete McMullen, interestingly, um, he copped time the other day, but his time's not... Ten days, but uh, said that he doesn't start until the 16th, so we've still... Pete will still be driving for another week, effectively. Um, and one I'm keen to see him on is the croupier. 
a stable he doesn't normally drive for, the Croupier in race three. It's drawn gate seven, so um, could give us a little bit of a guide of the tactics they want employed on the Croupier. Okay, so we'll watch that race with interest. Ryan, what stands out for you at the creek tomorrow night? Uh, Chris, Darren and I have pretty much landed on the same uh, selections. I think flight crew will take care of the mayor's event. And, yeah, very interested to see uh, how the croupier will fare with Pete taking the reins. He's a horse that's produced multiple 150 flat efforts at Menangle. So if he can get anywhere back to his best, I think he can lead and win. Okay, so that's race three, number seven. We'll be watching him with interest. And just before we uh, wrap it up this morning, this first race tomorrow night, that, that's a ripper, Darren. It, it, it's a good money race, band five, but there's 10 runners over the mile and you can make cases for all 10 horses. This is going to be really competitive, this uh, this opening race tomorrow night. Sure is, Chris, and that's that's exactly what I, I wrote in the form, that you could make a case for every runner of the 10. So... Um, a lot of form, a lot of horses in form, and a lot of horses could be relying on luck. A lot of horses can make their own luck, so it's a pretty tough one to pull apart. I've, I've rolled the dice a few times, and it, it's come up with uh, Bonnie Prince Louie for me. I just thought he could get his way to the front. He could bully his way there. Um, he looked to have, have had him in the bag last time, but it was Manila Playboy with a, an unbelievable closing sprint was able to knock him off, so... I think there's no Manila Playboy, but there's certainly some plenty of other good good opposition. But I think he can do it so much more. He's for, uh, flying from gate one. He'll get a perfect trip. Better than Rocket. Geez, didn't he sprint home last week from way back in the pack? So, um, you know, a similar sort of trip can put him there. And if you forgive Rocks or Diamonds for his last start, well, you know, he's right up there as well. And take your pick any of the others. So it's a cracking contest. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, tactics in this opening race tomorrow night, Ryan, they're going to be crucial. Yeah, absolutely, Chris. I'm not really sure how the map plays out. And as we know at Albion, in these races, if you get the map wrong or the tempo wrong, um, it's very, very difficult to, to find the winner. So not really sure how it plays out. I thought Bronnie Prince, Louis, looked well-placed from a class point of view. Um, and if they overdo it, and without a doubt, Pete will be sweeping home on... His horse down the bottom. Yeah, better than a rocket. He was uh, he was stunning last week. So that's going to be a good way to start the 10 race program tomorrow night. And Darren, you just mentioned Manila Playboy. He trolled earlier in the week. I I'm getting uh, word through that they're going to go to the Newcastle Mile next Friday night. Yeah, well, he'll certainly um, acquit himself very well. He's come back really good this campaign. Um, probably early doors, it looked like Bangkok DJ was going to come back in good order as well. He just sort of seems to have fallen away, but um, Manila Playboy has certainly stepped up for Shane Fraser, that's for sure. Um, that closing quarter he ran there last last time out, that was the 28th of January, that run. Um, 25.6, I think it was, his own closing half from back in the pack. That's just... You can't run physically run much quicker than that. And, uh, yeah, that trial, he, again, did it pretty easy. So... Um, Sprinted up 26-3 in that trial, so he's going well enough, and he's a Group One performer. Uh, it'd be good to see him go down and, and really acquit himself well in a race like that. Yeah, absolutely. We've got some great racing coming up next week. Newcastle Mile Friday night, the Chariots on Saturday, but we've got a great card of racing coming through this weekend. Menangle tomorrow night is a ripper. Albion Park tomorrow night, really good. That free for all is race nine. So just wrapping up, 
Darren and Ryan, both keen on race eight, number seven, flight crew. Ryan's best bet for the weekend, race seven, number 10, Bondi lockdown at Menangle. And currently with tab fixed price, he's at $1.75. Gents, really appreciate the time and uh, look forward to a great weekend of racing. And we uh, look, look forward to next week's chat, the Chariot for Fire Newcastle Mile. They look like they're going to be rippers. Yeah, they sure are. And plenty to, plenty to talk about, that's for sure.